TikTok has emerged to become a global phenomenon. The videos being made on its platform going viral as quickly as the content creators behind them can put them out. And now TikTok is building on this popularity with brands in the Middle East and North Africa region. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. With me is co-host Kelsey Warner, the National's Feature Editor. Hi, Kelsey. Hello, Mustafa. It's good to be here. And I'm excited that we're talking TikTok today, a company that we have watched, you know, on a meteoric rise last year, got into some trouble via the China-U.S. trade row, and now is in some ways having to grow up. So that's why I was excited to talk to TikTok today about sort of the maturity level increasing on this somewhat absurd platform. You raise a good point there. Uh, I'm not somebody that uses it. I'm familiar with it mainly from the news, mainly from what I come across organically from what other people are doing on the platform, how other people are creating videos. It seems to me that it's something for uh, younger generations than myself without giving away my my age. <laughs> uh, but it's seems like it's going to be taken more seriously by those that aren't necessarily already very familiar with it. I think, right, it was a culture driver after it was a headline driver. So at first it felt like TikTok was a headline driver because we were talking privacy, antitrust, big tech issues. And now over time, TikTok really is part of our news digest, our news diet, because celebrities are making headlines, influencers are making headlines off of the content that they're making on TikTok. In the same way, a few years ago, it was around content being made, say, on Facebook or Twitter. We've got to pay attention to TikTok as a newsmaker now as well. So its parent company, ByteDance, is Chinese. As you mentioned, TikTok itself got caught up very visibly by the China-US trade row. Former President Donald Trump, in particular, seemed to target TikTok. But in some ways, that notoriety helped elevate it, at least you know, the understanding of it, beyond perhaps its relatively smaller user base. So now building upon that momentum, ByteDance and TikTok are looking to reach out to corporate brands to say, you've got to take us seriously. We've got to be part of your marketing strategy, your advertising strategy. Right. So in order for TikTok to make money, they need to help their advertisers make money. And two, I'm curious, after a year of incessant boredom where we were all scrolling to the ends of the earth, how does TikTok evolve as we leave our homes? Well, to discuss this more, we spoke to Shant Oknayan, who's the general manager for ByteDance in this region. Let's listen to that conversation now. Shant, thanks so much for joining us uh, to talk about TikTok. I've obviously heard of the platform, like many people uh, understand that it is a phenomenon, but perhaps I don't really understand it. What is the difference between TikTok and Facebook and Snapchat or Instagram, all these other platforms that let you do video, upload video, as well as um, share things with, with people out there in the world? So, Mustafa, thanks so much for having me. Kelsey, thank you as well. I think it's important to remind ourselves of what the mission of TikTok is, which is to inspire creativity and bring joy. And the way that's exemplified on our platform is the way content is being created and consumed by the newer generations, both Gen Z and millennials, 
as a form of expressing their most authentic self and finding the creative tools that enable them to do so. So we like to say that trends actually begin on TikTok and that TikTok is a content platform, not a social media platform. You're not consuming content that your friends, family, and people that you follow are potentially posting, but you're very open to the global community of creators on TikTok to lean in and say, I want to be entertained. I want to be engaged. I want to be excited. Show me, TikTok, what are the latest and greatest pieces of content that the global community is creating so that I can be inspired by their creativity and they can bring joy to my life. So I guess the short answer is TikTok is a content platform, not another social media platform. And TikTok is now world famous for its algorithms, which are capturing, you know, hours of attention from its users to surface this content that you're referencing. So where does the money-making operation come into play for TikTok? Are there advertisers and how are advertisers using TikTok? So what we're seeing is because there's such an active global community of both creators and users of our platform, this creates opportunities for brands and businesses to engage with their key audiences in a more authentic way. And that's what TikTok for Business represents. It's a platform that enables brands to reach new and broader audiences in the way that they've never been able to connect with them before. It provides them with creative tools that allows them to be a more authentic voice, to have a two-way communication with users as opposed to a one-way, very transactional relationship which has historically been the case with any media. And the way TikTok enables these businesses is through a variety of tools, as we mentioned, whether it's creative tools, whether it's flexible budgeting that enables uh, businesses to adjust their spending at any time, whether it's targeting capabilities that enables businesses to discover these new, more engaged audiences that we were alluding to. So I want to dig into the authenticity is an interesting point. I want to talk about that later. But these tools that you're talking about targeting audiences, what sort of consumer insights do you provide to brands? If you can be really specific on that. The way brands can get in front of their clients or their potential consumers is that they can leverage a variety of targeting capabilities that we have. But more importantly, what we're, the, the foundation of their relationship with these clients and consumers is the creativity that they bring. So what they're looking to do is also leverage users to become the brand ambassadors on their behalf by letting users create their own content for a campaign. And brands can give users a sense of being part of that brand. So it's less about the traditional targeting capabilities and insights that brands will have seen in other digital platforms, but more about embracing this paradigm shift of creativity and bringing users and consumers in the mix and allowing them to express that creativity on behalf of brands. I think that's the core differentiator uh, when we say, don't make ads, make TikToks. 
So Shant, from what you're saying, uh, as you describe TikTok's mission, what it's trying to do, it, it, to me, it, it, it feels kind of radical, um, you know, in the same way that maybe Facebook as a platform, when it first came out, felt very different, very new, a different way of doing things. Um, at the time, it was communication with, with what you're saying with TikTok is about content creation. But the wider debate uh, that's going on globally about technology, about how data is being used, also obviously not intentional, but TikTok got caught up in the in the China-U.S. trade row and the the the, comp- the competition over uh, intellectual property and uh, you know who kind of leads uh, technology. How how has the conversation been with 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 companies? with brands when it comes to to how TikTok is perceived. On the one hand, very cool, very much, as you said, for the younger generations, but on the other, something to perhaps be concerned about if, uh, you know, some of the headlines in, in, in Washington are to be believed. Look, ultimately, it boils down to our commitment to provide a safe and positive environment for our broader community first, and as a result, also our brand partners. So that, that commitment that we have to ensure privacy, to ensure that um, both community safety and as a result, brand safety is at the forefront of how content is being created and consumed on our platform is paramount. The other thing to remind ourselves is that TikTok does not operate in China. TikTok is a global company that is present everywhere but China with a global team and a global footprint across multiple countries with thousands of employees all hired outside of China. So regardless uh, of broader political posturing that there may be, we go back to what are the core elements uh, and, and foundations of what we're trying to create, which is a positive and safe environment for both community and partners that inspires creativity and brings joy. Do you think you're succeeding in in creating that safe environment? Look, we are absolutely striving and continue to try to fulfill that mission. It is um, normal that sometimes mistakes will be made and situations will arise, but we are adamant in improving towards our mission to create a safe and inclusive environment. In fact, platform safety is not just a TikTok challenge. You alluded to that earlier, Mustafa. You know, as the world becomes ever more digital, it is a reality for the industry at wide that we need to find a way to continue investing, both as platform, but as an industry, in the broader community safety and in the brand safety of our business partners. And safety is a job that's never done for us. We continue to strive to make improvements in that area. In fact, uh, you know, when it comes to important topics like cyberbullying, we launched all sorts of features, one last week specifically, uh, around a new anti-bullying feature. Where we allow for pairing between children's accounts and their parents to continue ensuring that the safety of our community is at the forefront of everything that we do. I'm thinking about content moderation as you're talking about this. 
each social media company, content company, if you like, has had to evolve their content moderation strategy with the scourge of fake news, disinformation. How does TikTok approach content moderation? What systems do you have in place today to provide that? We have a whole slew of both principles and approaches that are in place to keep ensuring that safe and positive environment, whether it's human moderation, uh, further augmented by machine moderation, and ensuring that negative content is not appearing on our sites, on our platform. We have our global community guidelines, which define our code of conduct and that we make very clear and transparent. We also have very robust policies and procedures in place to respond to any objectionable content that both human and machine may be seeing as part of our moderation practices. And we also are very committed to the transparency around the type of content that appears on our sites, on our platform, and how we go by them. In fact, every half year, we issue a transparency report that is available to anyone and everyone that exemplifies some of the takedowns that we've done when it comes to negative or unsafe content that appears that is being posted to our site or to our platform that in most cases, over 99% of cases, doesn't even make it to our platform before someone sees it. Do you have plans to expand that effort or is that a status quo program you're now running? It's an absolute investment on our side. It's the highest priority because it fulfills our mission to inspire creativity and bring joy. And the safety of our community and our brand partners is paramount for us to be able to achieve that mission. Now, we continue to improve. Uh, our posture in that space. Obviously, I can't share any specifics around future projects, but rest assured that is not an area where we are resting and we strive to keep improving. So what does the next sort of 18 months look like for TikTok, for your efforts, what you're looking to to build the the, the business to? Um, Not necessarily in terms of hard numbers, but more in in terms of sentiment. We've just come through as everybody listening knows, such a, a challenging period uh, with the with the pandemic. Um, it's kind of accelerated a lot of trends, a lot of plans uh, for, for companies out there, particularly those that are involved in technology and the media space. So, you know, how, I guess it's a, a question of two parts. How, how has the last year influenced you? And, and, and where do you think you're going to be going from here? It's been a challenging year for everyone. And I think what we're seeing is a paradigm shift uh, whereby positivity and creativity and authenticity is what people want to feel, what people want to experience. And as a result, brands are leaning in very heavily into this new way of communicating and uh, and engaging with their, their potential client base. So TikTok for Business continues to expand in creating opportunities for brands to engage in more authentic ways with their community. I don't think that's a fad. That's not related just to COVID. It's a shift towards more authentic type of marketing and advertising. 
And then more importantly, this doesn't only apply to large enterprises, large companies. It's very much applicable also to small and medium enterprises. The backbone of the economy and arguably those who have suffered the most from a business perspective over the last year. You know, in our part of the world, there's almost 100 million micro, small and medium businesses. And we need to help them get back on their feet and drive their business growth in spite of the difficulties that they've experienced so far. So for us, enabling small and medium businesses is very much something that is top of mind. And in the same way as we've launched TikTok for Business as a platform for all sized corporations, our efforts within the SMB space in particular is at the forefront of everything that we're doing. And I'm happy to share a few examples of how that, that exemplifies. Yeah, please do. So a few things that we realize is that SMBs need help. They need support. They need enablement. Uh, digitized art, you know, has, has democratized the way they do advertising and marketing. It helps them grow their business. And we've launched SMB Academy as a way for them to understand better how they can leverage TikTok for business, provide them with the capabilities to do so. And uh, this is arguably the first of its kind virtual education platform that enables both SMBs and boutique agencies to be equipped with the knowledge and tools to become better creative storytellers and focus on creating impactful content on TikTok. Okay, so when you think about creative content on TikTok, I'm thinking a lot about how much like dancing alone in apartments happened on TikTok early on last year and just the you know the evolution of content on TikTok. Are you thinking about our shift away and back into normal life? What are you seeing on TikTok in terms of the evolution of content? You guys got really popular at a time when we were all really bored. So where does this go from here in terms of content creation? Look, content creation is not only about lip syncing and dancing. Um, it's a lot more than that. People want to experience creativity at its best across all facets. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing all sorts of content uh, being generated and created with all sorts of new original ideas, whether it's in the education space, whether it's in how-to type of videos, whether it's related to categories like food and cooking and financial advice and legal advice and DIY. And that creativity is not just bogged down or focused on lip syncing and dancing. That's maybe what's got us through the pandemic. But people are arguably seeing that TikTok is a platform where all sorts of creativity can live and brands, as a result, are leaning in very heavily to start exploring that and putting creativity back at the core of how they do marketing and messaging. Gone are the days of just static communication of buy now and treating your consumers as transactions. Brands need to be part of that community because communities want their favorite brands to have a voice and start interacting with them day in, day out. Shant, thanks so much for being with us today. Best of luck with the spreading of the joy. 
I appreciate that, Mustafa and Kelsey. Thanks for having me. That was Shant Oknayan from TikTok's Parent Bite Dance. Kelsey, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a review or subscribe. All that remains to thank our production team, Lean Faisal and Arthur Edison. Do join us again next time.